Good morning. From the newsroom of the Financial Times, today is Wednesday, November 28th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Today we'll be looking at the cost of Europe's ambitious new climate plan, which company briefly overtook Apple as the most valuable in the world, and who's nearing a deal to buy GlaxoSmithKline's nutrition business. Then, we'll tell you what to watch for as leaders from 20 of the most powerful countries in the world meet for the G20 Summit on Friday. I'm Eric Krupke, and here's the news you need to start your day. The EU is set to publish its new climate strategy roadmap today. Leaders are preparing for the annual UN climate talks, which will take place in Poland next week. The strategy outlines a range of plans to reduce carbon emissions and prevent global warming. If the bloc wants to stay in line with the Paris Climate Accord, it needs to cut carbon emissions to net zero by 2050. That would require up to 290 billion euros a year in additional investment in Europe. According to a UN report, getting carbon emissions to net zero by 2050 is crucial to keep global warming limited to 1.5 degrees Celsius. A rise in the global temperature by just that much could trigger disastrous effects like extreme weather and famine. The Paris Accord left it up to the signatories to decide which goal they should focus on. EU member states have to submit a formal climate target to the UN in two years, and this roadmap will be a cornerstone for member states as they decide on that target. On Tuesday afternoon, Microsoft briefly reclaimed the title of the world's most valuable company. The last time it had that distinction was almost two decades ago. The software group has seen its stock price nearly triple in the past five years. Most of that has happened under chief executive Satya Nadella. He's overseen stabilization in Microsoft's traditional Windows and Office software business and huge growth from the cloud. Microsoft has been protected from the wider sell-off among tech companies over the past few weeks. That's because there's been a resurgence in the PC market, and Microsoft has been competitive in the cloud computing market second only to Amazon. By the end of trading, Apple was once again ahead with a market value of $827 billion. That's compared with Microsoft's $822 billion value. And the FT reports that GlaxoSmithKline has entered into exclusive negotiations to sell its nutrition business to Unilever. It's the end of a months-long auction process. Unilever is nearing a deal to buy the $4 billion unit from GSK that includes the Horlicks malted drink brand. It's popular in India. According to people familiar with the process, Unilever beat out bids from Nestle and Coca-Cola. More than 90% of the nutrition business's sales come from India. So if the deal is finalized, Unilever would strengthen its position in the fast-growing emerging market. And here's something you might want to know more about. Government and central bank leaders from 20 countries are set to meet this weekend in Buenos Aires, Argentina for the annual G20 summit. The FT's James Politi is here to tell us what to watch out for and why this year's summit is set to be a dramatic one. This is going to be one of the most influential, important G20 meetings that we've had for a long time. The first one was at the height of the financial crisis in 2008, and I think this will rival it. The main reason is that um, Buenos Aires will be the host of a summit between Xi Jinping, the Chinese president, and Donald Trump, the U.S. president. The two countries have been clashing over trade all year, unnerving the global economy, 
and financial markets. And now there's a chance for them to do a deal and try to ease tensions. They've been negotiating for the last three weeks to see if they could reach one. But so far, the signs have not been great. But there are other uh, interesting strands as well. Mohammed bin Salman, the Saudi crown prince, will be making his first appearance on the international stage since the controversial killing of the Saudi journalist Jamal Khashoggi. There are tensions over tariffs between the US and the EU and Japan. There's a renewed conflict between Russia and Ukraine. So there'll be plenty to talk about and plenty of sources of tension. And you went to a White House briefing on the G20 summit on Tuesday. What happened there? Well, uh, Larry Kudlow, the um, top economic official at the White House, said that there was still a possibility of an agreement with the Chinese. But he also stressed that many of the sort of conditions that the U.S. had put for a deal had still not been met by Beijing, especially in terms of the forced technology transfer, the theft of intellectual property, uh, some of the kind of key issues where the U.S. is asking um, China to make some concessions. He was quite downbeat, I have to say, um, and didn't leave that much hope that a kind of meaningful resolution would be accomplished in Buenos Aires. Um, And the result of that would be, of course, that more tariffs would follow beginning next year. There has been some tension between U.S. President Donald Trump and some European leaders. What are those tensions about? Well, it's very interesting. I mean, with the kind of meeting in Paris between President Trump and Emmanuel Macron this month did not go very well. The U.S. is threatening to impose car tariffs on national security grounds, which could be kind of around the corner. And obviously, this would be a big hit to Angela Merkel and Germany. There will be a bilateral meeting uh, with Mrs. Merkel at the G20, which I think that issue will be absolutely front of mind. And in addition to that, this week, President Trump lashed out at Theresa May's deal uh, with Brexit, saying that it was all sort of to the benefit of the EU and casting doubt on Britain's ability to uh, negotiate independent trade deals. I think on a lot of fronts, Trump had, had said that he wanted to forge a united front against the Chinese by roping in his allies. But that united front hasn't really um, panned out because um, the Trump administration can't resist throwing daggers at some of America's closest allies. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. Today, we'll be looking at the Bank of England's stability report. The central bank is set to publish its assessment of the financial effects of the Brexit withdrawal treaty, along with results of the annual UK bank stress test. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for all the latest business news. Hi, this is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys with good credit from a local business to a global corporation. Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash banking for business to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024.